Do you often think about things in black and white, all or nothing, either or terms? Well, if so, you're definitely not alone. This is something really common for survivors of childhood trauma, and it can really be impactful in terms of not only how we tend to view ourselves, but challenging in this healing process. Welcome to the Courageous Journeys podcast. I'm your host, Peggy Oliveira, former trauma therapist and survivor of childhood trauma. I am so glad you're here. Grab your favorite beverage, get settled in, and let's take this journey together. So this can be a challenge within the healing process. And one of the things I think that healing is, in terms of a process and a practice, is learning to recognize that we have the capacity, and sometimes it's really important, to be able to hold both, the either and the or, the black and the white. But it's not very easy to do that, in part because much of that all-or-nothing thinking comes from the way that we coped as a child. But some of the ways that it can show up is, I'm either strong or I'm weak. I'm either successful or I'm a failure. I'm either good or I'm bad. I'm either lovable or I'm unlovable. There's no room for the gray, which means that we often end up on the side where we're just not enough, right? Because nothing is ever perfect. Nobody is ever perfect. And so if we don't meet that perfection standard, whatever that is, then we're not that, meaning we're the opposite of that. But there's a lot of room in the middle. And generally, the middle is where most of us live. The, ge- the middle is generally what is incredibly healthy. Because I think we all know, right, like striving prefer- for perfection often creates a lot of difficulty for people, in part because it's not attainable, but it also just creates this pressure that is impossible to live with. So recognizing that nobody is strong, whatever that might mean to you in any given moment, 100% of the time. But does that make them weak? No, it doesn't. Somebody, everybody makes mistakes at times, right? Does that make them unlovable or unworthy? No, of course not. But when we look at ourselves, we tend to put ourselves in that either or. And that is incredibly damaging. It reinforces the false beliefs that we hold on to about who we believe we are, and even to a degree the world around us and our place in it. So much of healing is about really recognizing that we can and do have the capacity to hold both. And part of where this can come in is like I just mentioned about making a mistake, right? That we can recognize that we can make a mistake, a small mistake, or even sometimes a bigger mistake. And it doesn't mean that we're bad. It doesn't mean we're unworthy or unlovable or undeserving. In that middle area, we can be lovable and worthy and still make a mistake. Likely just like the people that you care about, right? Because I can guarantee that you don't know people that are perfect because nobody is. 
How we take on responsibility can also be a lot of all or nothing. Well, I should have known better. Or I wasn't supposed to go do this thing after school. I was supposed to come home. And because I didn't come home, it's my fault that that happened. No, you can hold, yes, I did something I wasn't supposed to do. And it wasn't my fault. Where naturally what we do is it's my fault because I wasn't at home where I was supposed to be. But that's not really true that it's your fault. We can make mistakes without it needing to lead to something bad happening. We cannot follow the rules at times, either as a child or or even as an adult, and it not have to mean that we deserve what happened or that we caused what happened. This comes up also a lot in regards to relationships and boundaries and relationships. And that that's where it can be sometimes even more challenging. So one of the reasons that boundaries is challenging is because we desire to have a relationship, but the relationship that we have with this person that we need to set the boundary with may not be healthy. But how do you learn to navigate what you're feeling about it and what needs to be done in regard to it? In regards to it. And if you're thinking of it in all or nothing, you kind of feel like you can't win because there's a lot of stuff, messy stuff in the middle. So recognizing I can feel this mess, I can feel conflicted, and it can still be the healthiest thing for me to do. Another way that this will often come up is in terms of like I said, responsibility, if if you do something that maybe you weren't supposed to do, you didn't follow the rule, whatever. So that can come up a lot. But when it comes to that perpetrator being somebody that we have a relationship with, it can be even more challenging. And I've talked about this to a degree when I've mentioned how the closer the relationship, the more layers there are to the impact and healing. So when you are abused by somebody that you care about, that you trust, that you love, that should love and protect you. It creates a lot of issues on a lot of levels. But one of the challenging pieces of this as you move through the healing process is trying to kind of make sense out of how you feel, what you want, and really just making sense of the feelings that you have towards this person? And what does that need to look like for you? Do you have a relationship? Do you not have a relationship? Do you say anything? Do you not say anything? What if you still love that person? Is that okay? And that's where it can get so confusing. And the reality is that with much of that, you have to go through a grieving process. And In healing generally from childhood trauma, grief is a big part of that. And navigating the feelings is a really big piece of that as well. Because when the person that you should be able to trust, so maybe it is a parent, but it doesn't have to be. It could be 
another family member. It could be a coach that you've had for years and years. It could be somebody within your spiritual realm. It could be a lot of different types of relationships. And as you're trying to feel your way through healing the wound that was created by that person, it can feel really confusing because either I hate this person, people believe that they should hate that person, that there's even something wrong with them if they don't, and this other part of them that loved them, that still loves them, that wishes things could be different, that wants to have a relationship with them, and that can bring a lot of shame as well. Like how, what is wrong with me that I would still love this person? What is wrong with me that I choose to be around this person? And of course, when we ask ourselves those questions, we have an answer. And it's not a nice answer. And that's part of what we take on as to, okay, it really is my fault. This proves that there's something wrong with me. And of course, that is not the truth. It never was. So recognizing that we can hold both. I talk about this sometimes with gratitude, that it's really important when practicing gratitude to not bypass or deny the challenges that are present for you. It's not about having to find gratitude in the really bad stuff. It's about being able to hold, I'm really struggling with this. This is really hard, or I'm having a really hard time, and I can be grateful for this, or I can feel grateful. I do feel grateful. This might be really bad, and I'm grateful that this isn't. So it's not about denying or minimizing the reality of the bad, the difficult, the hurt. It's about creating space to hold both. And when it comes to how we feel about people that hurt us, we can hold both. We can care about that person. We can love that person. We can want a relationship with that person and put the responsibility where it belongs, which is on them. We can love that person and not want a relationship with them. We can want a relationship with them and choose not to have a relationship because that's the healthier choice. So we can still have those feelings. We can still love that person. We can still desire a relationship. We can still hold on to hope that someday they'll acknowledge what they've done. They'll ask for your forgiveness. They'll become the person that you wish they would have always been. We can hold on to that hope. Now, I will say that sometimes part of healing is letting go of that over time. And that's where boundaries come in. But we can hold that. We can certainly hold loving somebody, wishing it were different, and recognizing this person is not healthy to have in my life. In order for me to heal, I need to set very clear and rigid boundaries with this person. I can love this person and even have good memories 
about some things and on the other hand, potentially hate that person or want nothing to do with that person. Both things can be true. And this is part of the reason why boundaries can be so challenging when it comes to close relationships in particular, because we are feeling both and we feel like one, we believe that one is wrong and one is right. But when we can recognize that we can hold both, we can have a desire for both, And that's okay, and not judge ourselves, not feel like we have to move to one side only. Then we can look at it a little bit more objectively because we're not caught up in the intensity of the doubt and the shame that we might be feeling because we don't know which side we land on. We can then look at it, we can take a step back and think, okay, I can feel this. I can feel both of these things and know and even trust that this is what I need to do. This is the healthy thing for me to do, that it can be safe for me to do this. I'm not wrong for choosing this, but it's not easy. And this is one of the reasons why I think it's so important to have somebody guiding you through this process. Because when we're trying to figure it out on our own, we're more likely to go back to the all or nothing. And really, it's so important to recognize in a lot of areas that learning to feel okay, potentially even some level of comfort, being in the middle can be important. And so much of that has to do mostly with accepting how you feel without judgment without telling yourself that you're wrong. Because so much of the ongoing struggle is us continuing to tell ourselves how wrong, how bad, how not enough, weak, unworthy, undeserving we are. And we come up with all the reasons why we believe that, all the so-called evidence that we take on as proof. But none of it is. And when we can recognize, and this is where self-compassion comes in so often, as I was referring to the mistakes that we might make, when we can do that, we realize that it doesn't have to be all or nothing. We can be enough right here in the messy middle. Our feelings can be enough and worthy right here in the messy middle. And when we learn to feel safe in that, when we recognize that we do have the capacity to hold both, we learn to trust ourselves. And from that place, our decisions become so much grounded and clearer. And that's part of the freedom that I refer to in terms of what healing ultimately is. It's freedom. Thank you so much for spending this time and sharing this space with me. Together we heal. Make sure to subscribe. And if you haven't yet, make sure to leave a review. I'll look forward to connecting with you next time.